0: This is the day the Lord has made you should rejoice and be glad in it. And so, throughout the couple of months we've had our show on, people ask me, Pastor, when is that? I want you to know that's the alarm clock, amen? When you woke up this morning, was it cold? That's how you know you're alive in Texas, amen? Someone came to you and said, Pastor, hell froze over because the Cowboys made it back to the playoffs. So we'll see. We'll see what happens then. All right, well, I am glad you have joined us this morning. Joining us online, we want to welcome you as well and ask God to bless you and touch you. And as you to consider, could be a part of us here in the sanctuary. See what God's doing as well as family, and stuff. Well, my goodness, I see a lot of people out there this morning. We have a lot of folks still out traveling. We have a few out sick. The people may them in the prayer. If you're visiting with us this morning in the sanctuary, we would ask you to take the time. Fill a little bit card you'll find in front of you. Uh, fill it out. Put it in all three places coming out. So we would greatly appreciate that. Uh, in the meantime, first I'm gonna share with you a little bit about what's coming up at Robinson Avenue back church today. Of course, uh, Robert, Robin is gonna have prayer practice today, four thirty in the choir room. And at six o'clock, uh, we will have our evening worship service. Uh, Tuesday, ladies of evening Bible study, Tuesday. Tuesday, nine thirty and at six thirty we'll have our ladies' Bible study. Wednesday of course we'll have our normal uh, evening services here at and Thursday the Wednesday back up once again with their study. studying 630. I want to remind those of you in the Eschatology Book Club, we will be uh, meeting again Monday night at 630. This time we're going to be in the social call. of our library annex. so some of going to be a part of that. you might say, well, Pastor, would you like to join in? And the answer is no. What do you got to have to be a part of the Eschatology Book Club? Well, you got to have a copy of your Bible, and you have to have a copy right now of the book Left Behind. What we're doing is we're reading those Together, we're gonna to put them together with what the Bible says and we'll discuss a little bit about how accurate the novel is versus the Bible. And so we'll read that book and move on to another one from on the three main point of view in eschatology, pre-tib, big trib, and post And so we'll take a look at those with three different books and we'll enhance that and sometimes uh, add to it with some videos in there. It. So it's last a few more weeks. So but you are welcome to come and join us tomorrow night at 6.30. If you choose to join us, uh, you and you're left behind books in Chapter 5 is where we are. So you need to have Chapter 5 complete. not a lot of reasons, but so you could do that if you're interested in that. Incidentally, reading the novel is the requirement to be a part of your class. All right. So with that being said, I want to remind folks that uh, we do have some other upcoming events. Uh, I want to send you a picture for our cook-off, come up January 29th. And it's going to be a huge fundraiser for our youth winter camp. It's going to happen in February. It's going be a lot of fun in that, I'm- 39 years out. Now it's time to pull it out of the seat and see what standards started. to Being said, let's go to the in pray. prayer. After we pray, we please be and welcome one another. Father God, we're to you. the want to thank God, keep you for the to in the household. You bless us today. Touch us with your Holy Spirit. Everyone, may we work you worship. Boys, you'll make your way back to your seats. We'll begin our service. Up, we're going to start this service off by singing, We bring the sacrifices. An electronic Bible. Turn it on. We'll chapter 2. I know that's getting hard for me to remember to do that. You can turn them on and you can turn them on. Looking to the Magi, how they received some dreams from God. Remember, they followed the star and they went and visited Mary and Joseph and the child. And of course, they left their gift. And then they were warned uh, by God in the dream to return another way. And we learn quite a bit from that of what we should be doing, and how we should be acting, how we should be moving around in our Christianity. Uh, things that happen after Christmas, and we're going to see that part a little bit uh, this morning. Remember last week we looked at the Magi coming at the book of Christ fighting into Egypt. And we learned that we need to read God's Word. We learned that. In fact, that is the number one weakness in the church today is the lack of God's Word. And I want you to know this spiritual of truth before well, we even get started this morning that if we're not built upon God's Word, we're not going to stand. Amen? But well, if we let go of God's Word, we're going to fall apart. When well, we start getting into feelings and emotions, then we end up falling apart. It has to be built on God's Word. It has to be built on God Himself, or it will not stand. We need to read God's Word. We need to study God's Word. We look at that. And we need to apply God's Word to our lives. And a lot of times we fall short in those categories. We love the Christmas season. We love what it stands for the birth of Christ into this world. And a lot of times we can apply that in a new believer's life the birth of Christ, if you will, into a new believer's life. How do they need to grow after Christmas when well, they need to start reading God's Word, start studying God's Word, to start applying God's Word to their lives? But you know, that's not the end of it now. There are more things that a Christian needs to be doing. Besides the obvious, and somewhere down the line, the church forgot that we are obviously on mission. We're supposed to be reaching the lost. Did you know that? We're supposed to be seeking and saving those. We're supposed to be bringing the gospel to the ends of the world. And incidentally, we're not supposed to skip over our neighbor next door. Somebody say amen. We forget about that sometimes. We want to go across seas, we want to go somewhere else. I got something to say this morning. And I want you to listen to me quickly now. What's the difference between going overseas and doing nothing or staying right here and doing nothing? We need to start reaching those around us. You want to see Robinson Avenue grow? start winning them to the Lord. Somebody say amen. It's 2022. In case you didn't know it, the clock is actually kicking down, not going up. We need to get busy in God's kingdom. We will continue this week by looking at the early years of Jesus. We're going to look at Jesus in the temple. When he was fully 12, some will say, right before he boy's 13? And when we look at verse 42, uh, the, the, the idea there is that he's that possible latest part of 12 he could be. When he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When he had finished the days, as they day returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind the Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went on his eighth journey. He started among their relatives and acquaintances when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem speaking to him. Now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking him questions. And all who heard him were astonished and understanding and answer And when they saw him, they were amazed, and his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have fought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which and he went down with them and came to Nazareth, and was subject to them, but his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Let's so go to the Lord and say, Now, our Father, we thank, Jesus said, thank you, Lord God, for your word. And I just pray, Lord, you you speak to us this morning. going to be anybody who needs to come to know you, father Lord and Savior, anybody who needs to get their heart right with you, their walk right with you, Lord God, anyone who needs to repent, anyone, Father God, who needs to be a part of our family. We give you the place, honor, and glory. ask you to lead us, guide us, direct us, speak to us, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we're beginning out this morning with a picture. I believe that's my one and only picture in our presentation this morning. That is the young Jesus, amazing, the teacher. I fell in love with this picture because it shows my beloved Tommy, my deep feet, the tip of the yarmulke that they're wearing, and we've got young Jesus there, amazing. Now, please note they're off to, to my left, off to your right, Mary and Joseph are coming in, and they're actually pulling Jesus. And I why have you done this to us? They are amazed at what they find. And I want you to remember how long it took them to find Jesus. Three days. That's a long time to be looking for your son. Can I get an amen this morning? You ever lost a kid before? Three days a long time. Then again, get some of y'all about to say, praise God. <laughs> Let's begin, shall we? Of the Mary went to Jerusalem for the Passover. And when they left, they thought Jesus was with the family. And you can already see there's a problem starting to happen in there. What happens when you start supposing things? How many of you know that the road to hell is paved with good intentions in How many of you know that when you suppose something, when you assume something, especially if you're a Baptist? Only the Baptists are saying amen this morning. you know why? Do you know why? The reason why is because when we start assuming and when we start supposing things, we take ourselves out of God's will and start putting ourselves in our own will. Did you know that? When we start saying, this is the way it should happen, this is the way I want it to happen, this is the way I think it should happen, God's got way. sometimes of reminding us that Jesus Christ. Joseph and Mary went He for the Passover, the Bible tells them. And when they left, they thought Jesus was with the family. Now, I need you to understand that he's not from from the world's most wealthy family. Joseph is a carpenter. He makes a decent living. Now, we don't know what kind of money he makes, but he's able to provide for his family. However, going to Jerusalem for the Passover is a requirement from the law. That means that they have to go to certain seat each year. Passover is one of them. Cabernacles is another and of course, day of atonement. They're supposed to present themselves before the Lord. And what would happen is whole community, whole families we're talking grandpa. over on the side of the road and, I'm not So there was safety in numbers. Not just that, but the more people are there, the more food you had to eat. I mean, in that means they pull over because they're hungry, all the ladies will start cooking and they would all just begin pooling their resources. You got the salad, you got the bread, you got the bacon. Now they didn't do that visual do today. That. That's only in the Baptist church. You got the food with all the that way. The Bible tells us. No, but I have called them by the wrong name. <laughs> My dog's name is Fonzie. Have I ever called him by Fonzie? Yep. Have I ever called the dog the kid's name? Yep. Have I ever said, "Come here, son," to the dog? You better believe I have. But I couldn't imagine what it would be like. Overcome with worry. Where, Where is, is, he? is he? I want you to know Remember the wise with name. The name that the showed up and told them, Simeon and Anna and the temple showed up and told them who Jesus was. Amen. So let's go. What find out? In your mind about how frantic what are they doing oh my goodness what have we done we've lost the messiah them if I they lost no. but need to frantic doesn't begin to cover the sea of emotion. They were observing the speed. Moadin, we were saying Hebrew. We're a family affair. Remember observing them? They would do it together as a family. No doubt they traveled together for safety and economic reasons. And no doubt, just like in my family, the children would say, I'm riding with Uncle Bob. I'm riding with Aunt Mary. I'm riding with Uncle Joseph. I'm hanging out in the camel here with Brother Simeon. No doubt those things happen. My of you became distracted. And your in-laws came in. How many of us got a little bit too busy for God? Got a little bit too busy for our devotion? Got a little bit too busy for our commitment? How people were so busy with what we were doing, brothers. Because it felt so complicated. Church began to be second part. Your relationship with God began to be well, I suppose God will understand. to Perhaps he began to say, Well, my relationship with Jesus, I know he's going to be here with me. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. I was going to go on what I was. family. They were busy with others. When you're too busy to be with God, when you're too busy to cultivate your relationship with Jesus Christ, you're entirely too busy. Can I get an amen this morning? Are you too busy for God this morning? Or perhaps you're just a little bit too distracted with what's going on in the world or what's going on in your life. And you're supposed to God is walking with you. But I need you to know the Bible says that God is not supposed to walk with us. We're supposed to walk with you. 30 years in the ministry, and I can't tell you how many fellow pastors have come to me and said, Brother John, Joshua, I did not pray before my service. I'll tell you what, I'll back up. stairs. you, 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 you can't get past, You're a little too distracted. Just like Joseph and Mary, we can get distracted and supposed to come used Joseph even during a religious service. Remember, they went to do. for the Passover. There's a lot happening in this time frame. I've read in some commentaries that Jesus is there and is fully 12 to perhaps celebrate the next which is a Jewish holiday. It's a time where a young man. on our own paths, our own places, our own plans, and walk away from what God is doing with us, Even if it was in a religious service. The Bible tells us in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verse 18, 19, about those who can't About those who can't cultivate that time. Look with me as we look at the parable of the soul. Verse 18, Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the Word and the world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desires for other things entering in. the word. What I'm saying is that They didn't hear His laughter. They didn't see His smile. They didn't see the twinkle in His eye. They did not feel His presence. They did not feel His goodness all around them. It only took them one day to notice that Jesus was a good example of somebody like that who can't notice that God is gone. One of my favorite persons in the Old Testament is Samson. That's right, Samson. Look at me in Judges 16 verses 18 to 20. And I know The of her faith in saw that he, Samson, had told her all oh, his heart. He sent and called to the Lord of the Philistines, saying, Come up once more, for he has told me all his heart. So the Lord of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money from her hand. She stole Sanson out. Then she rolled him the sleep on her knees and called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head Then she began to torment him. And to shamed with him, so remember, Sampson was a Nazarite. Part of his vow was that no was. So, as he fell asleep, that must be some powerful sleep, because they shaved his head in his sleep. i oh, you just going to this morning. Can you sleep? Did somebody cut in your hand? And you say, absolutely not. Well, Samson could. Let's well, do it. Look at verse 20. She said, the Philippines are upon you, Samson. So, you awoke from the sleep and said, I will go out before at other times and shake myself free. do those things together. Can I get an amen this morning? We're supposed to take our wives with us on our journey with God. We're supposed to include her in our relationship. We're supposed to include her in our worship. Man, you'd be surprised how many men do not pray with their wives. You'd be surprised how many are ashamed to let their wives know they prayer, what they pray for. Joseph took his wife to go and find Jesus. I would imagine what it would have been like. They're holding hands. They're walking through Jerusalem. They're looking at every nook, every cranny. They're looking at every place they think Jesus might be. I know what you're always saying. But the church in little church, that's something bad. Looking, they're looking, they're looking, and they can't find Jesus anywhere. But the point is they're doing it together. And you might be having that relationship with your wife at home. Where she doesn't come or you don't go, or she I go to my church and you go to your church. They did this together, and it made a difference in how quickly they fell How does the wife supposed to become one? The Bible says. They're supposed to be one in everything you do. Look at Genesis 2.24. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one last. Do you know what that means? That so much more, they'll have a child together. They become one in how they think. They become one in what they do. They become one in how they feel. They become one. Please be honest with you. i married to Bethesda for 23 years. You want to know what I think? Ask Bethesda. Ask Betsy. She'll tell you what I think. She'll tell you what I know. She'll tell you what I believe. In fact, I haven't ordered a meal for myself in years. The waiter comes and says, "What do you want?" I'm like, "Betsy, what do I want?" Because we become one. She knows me better than I know me. The Bible says those two should become one. wasn't you go your way and I go my way. It wasn't. I'll be back later on when and if I found them. No, they went together. And I believe husbands and wives are supposed to be on a journey finding God together. Ephesians 5 25 tells us, husbands, love your wives. As as oh, she'll hamper my progress, Pastor. She'll get in the way. But I want you to look at that thing. Oh, my cameraman said he's not here today. So I got to stay up here. Think about it for a second. They're looking for Jesus for three days. Now, I know you caught that, right? Those who found it strong. That three days. You should already have that bell going off in the edge. Three days. What else was gone for three days? They're looking for him. They're going all throughout Jerusalem. They're asking everybody, "Have you seen a boy?" And you can imagine that father saying, "Yeah, I've seen a couple of boys in Jerusalem. I've seen a few of them." They said, "No, no, no. Have you seen this boy?" <laughs> Ask your question. If you know, him, if you if you know him as Savior, you're going to know it. You're going to know it. If you don't know him, you know it. And they're saying, I don't know him. I don't know the power of his resurrection. I don't know the presence of the Holy Spirit. I don't know the comfort. I don't know the peace. I don't know the joy. And I don't know the relationship. Yet I'm walking through Jerusalem saying, Where is Jesus? I want you to know, church, they found him in the temple. They found him in the temple. means you can't find them anywhere else. No, 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 I'm saying that at all. what I'm saying? Is, when they gave up searching anywhere else, they wanted to find God in their daily devotion. They wanted to find God in some sort of soft words at work, in a movie, in a TV, in a song. They found them. They found them there. There the worship for Passover. They were in the temple. They were there and they left. And they came back three days later and all of these people found in the temple. Doing what God does. What does God do in the temple? Well, number one, he loves to amaze. a Can I get an amen on that? You want to know what the maiden God sends the teachers? Or one of you couple knows who? Can I get an amen to the teachers? There's nothing sweeter than when one of those young children put Jesus in their heart. There's nothing sweeter than when a person comes down the aisle and surrenders to Jesus Christ. There's nothing sweeter than when someone finally understands the Word of God. It's amazing. God is still in the business of amazing teachers. He's still in the business of teaching teachers. He's still in the business of working through 25. we're not supposed to protect us together as ourselves. Give us a warning, as is the man of some, but we're supposed to insult one another and so much more as we see the day of hope. Don't get caught up. Don't get distracted. Don't get too busy for church. You want to know where God is? He's still in touch. He's still working. He's still teaching. And He's still amazing year 2022 and the first testimony I got this morning when I came into Robson Avenue was Pastor look what God taught me this weekend I said praise the Lord He's still amazing people He's still amazing now. tells us that you read the story in Luke. Just, and you linger somewhere in right You ever had somebody linger? You ever had something linger just some a little too long? Maybe you have. Maybe you have. You ever had that person riding the car and they swear a little bit too much for you? that person lenders? I had a car full apartment when I went to the Texas church and wore so much Remember those commercials about the most interesting man in the world? He gave a wonderful quote he said, man should not linger longer than a It's truth to that. Absolutely truth to that. You ever had something to mean that? says, Jesus means some are saved there. And they walked off They began to be so distracted to the things of the world. So distracted to the and the strength that they... Okay. I wonder why that wasn't the first place they talked to God. You're not the pastor, perhaps he was. I don't think so. I wonder if they started looking at him like they do any normal boy. I've been missing in Jerusalem for my family. When I was 12 years old, my mom and dad would have went straight to the local police station. When I was 13, they would have went to the video arcade. Okay. So cool. Joe, Joe, and, Joe, I, I was a game investigator the I will tell you there's a pun in every sermon. in that Blessed be the name of the Lord. What do you think went through their line? Where is Jesus? What's Jesus doing? What's He into? Who's got Him? Finally, that time. That means finally no more ideas, no more inspiration. And they did what most people do when they're at the very end of the rope, when they're at the very end of their thoughts. They don't know what else to do. They're desperate. They need help. They went into the church. They got on their knees and they said, God, help me. And guess what they found? this son. Are you at your last desperate end? And it's time for you. Perhaps that's why you're here in church this morning. I don't know what else to do. You need to open your eyes. You need Jesus in your life. You need Him in your heart. You need Him in your life. I want you to understand what the Bible talks about Jesus. Look with me in Job 2, verses 12 and 13. It says, Now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord, to those of you that walked away from Him. Return to your God, for He's gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. Come back. I've 7, looking and looking and looking. I've been trying to find God in everything else I do. It's time to come back. It's time to come back home. It's time to walk back in and say, God, where are you? And you're going to find him so much sober. And you know what? Young Christians end up getting themselves in trouble with, with, with religious people. Now they shoot. There's nothing worse than a religious know-it-all who wants to put out a young Christian fire. Did you know what? you know what I love to call them? The fire buckets again And they can't wait to shoot down some young Christians. and say, you're <laughs> what will was- of so many years ago where she and Joseph wandered the streets of Jerusalem looking and looking and looking trying to find their beloved son. I wonder if that thought did not come back. I must be about my father's business. And his business is conquering death by my death. His business is forgiving sins with my blood. His business is telling the world that I love him so much that he gave his only begotten son. My business is my father's business and I've got to be about it, mom. If I got hacked on my Facebook yesterday. Somebody sent me a message so to pass me that hack. I said, I don't got hacked on my Facebook. He added a profile picture and it started sending out send requests. So if you get a friend request. Look, you don't send me request from me, you know it's not me because I do not send requests anymore. You can send me request me, but I will not send request you. what they said. Also, I accepted it because I know you, and the first thing they said was, Can you send in this month's ties and offerings? Cause I have no combination to It doesn't come to me. say, Brother Joshua, I'm looking for a place to worship. I'm looking for a family. I'm looking for so little town on this long road that we call life. I'm looking for a church that helps us eat together, that protects one another. You know what? There's no better church. than am still the right now, We're the best, best teachers in the country. time us to come together. I wonder if I'm Camargo, and Joe, I haven't seen Jesus so much. It makes it does. Sometimes we adjust them come to know you. We'll be left them find you in your church today, in your house, Lord. To be named Father God, we need to come home.